Guys, this is part two of the episode. If you haven't heard part one yet, what are you doing here? Click on that and listen, and then come back here. For the rest of you, here's part two. So, um, speaking of TV programs you can laugh at, um, you chose different strokes to talk about. Um, why did you pick different strokes? Like, you know what? Different strokes, okay, when not like, Growing up, this was like the kind of first time um, between this and Mork and Mindy, where I was kind of introduced to sort of like Americana television. It was like basically this was my sort of genesis moment. And mm. like it was one of those things where, okay, like sitcoms in the UK kind of had this um, plodding along energy. And like it was like, yeah, you're like, huh, huh. Uh, different strokes from this sort of get-go, yeah, from the theme tune, yeah, that's like, different strokes, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, they kind of, look at you, you're just like, oh, yeah, different strokes, you know, different strokes, and like, it was like, yeah, like, you looked at it, like, the cast, like, it was like, okay, it had two, like, two black leads, like, it was set in, like, New York, and it was just like, right, New York I, I all I knew about New York, it was in America, and I didn't know much else about it. I thought New York at the time was the capital city mm. of like America, and it was like right, the storylines they covered, like you know, what I mean, for the most part, fun, light-hearted. Then basically, but it, the bicycle, but the bicycle episode. <laughs> Oh my god, you go deep. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh dude, I I loved it. I've loved this show for a while, man. Like this is it, it is it is a really, really it's 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 an iconic it's an iconic show. And like a lot of sitcoms at the time, they deal with a lot of they deal with a lot of political and social issues, like whether it be drugs or whether it be in that case, Stranger Danger and Peter Video. Yeah, like, but like this is a thing when you say political, like, I think like Nancy Reagan coming on the show mm. and like basically doing the Just Say No campaign, which mm. like really kicked off on there. It was like, oh my lord, like it was like one of those things when it was like, okay, blah, blah, blah. like yeah, and they opened the door. Like a first lady being on television on a sitcom. Mm. Never, only never. Then, but like I actually say, it's ever happened again. Mm. Actually, it has happened. It did happen once. Michelle Obama was on iCarly on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, That's I, a difference right there. Like when you're talking huge prime time to Nickelodeon, it's like yeah. Look, so, look, so, look man. Uh, she, she put her daughter's probably loved it. So there you go. You got you got to see oh, him put it. Yeah. But oh, yes. I'm sure. But but like this is the thing. Like like Michelle Obama appearing on that show. Like I did not know this. But like yeah, the mm. thing with different strokes. It was I would say I would I would say it was one of the first sitcoms. And I'm I'm most probably wrong. I'm just doing this from my point of view, mm. my perspective at the time. 
which I would say had a global presence. Mm. It was so popular. Hence the reason why Nancy Reagan went on to that show and it was like, yeah, bam. Um, it was, it ran deep. And like, this is the thing, like with regards to the Just Say No and like um, Todd uh, Briz, like- Todd uh, Bridges, yeah. Like Arnold, like he was like, no, talking about- Willis. Basically, yeah. And like when they were doing the sort of drugs thing and like he was an undercover, police officer that find like drugs and stuff like this did these little spin and he had these little blue socks on hey all of that. Like, ironically like we fast forward into the future yes he was like heavily involved in drugs but that's i'll get to that side of things but it was like yeah everything was wow it was just like such an impact it made, and you're like, oh, okay, oh yeah, but in other like sitcoms and stuff like this, yes, but this was the first, which was mm. like, yeah, this is how you like this. That like it, mm? it was. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Excellent. Okay, sorry about that. My internet went a bit. My internet went a bit funny there for a second. Um, but yeah, it, it, the cast was fantastic. First of all, like Gary Coleman as the little kid. Like I, I he was clearly a little bit older than he was because he was a midget. He was a midget, wasn't he? But he played it absolutely perfectly. Like there's very few sitcoms from that era. Where the catchphrase is, where the, one of the main catchphrases has still been said. Because I still go out to people and we'll still hear, "What you talking about? What you talking about?" Willis, when they don't understand, when they don't understand something. So that says something about the longevity of it. Mm. And well, Todd Bridges, as you said, as the older brother, despite whatever he's up to now, he was brilliant. As he was brilliant as Willis. Yeah. And then you. And yeah. like this is the thing, like, sorry, like, I'm not too sure if there might be a slight delay, but like you were, you were saying. Yeah, I think that yeah, there was a slight delay. Sorry about that. Um, Todd, yeah, so Todd Bridges was great. Um, Mr. Drummond, fantastic. I've forgotten the actor's name, and rest in peace, the um, the eldest daughter, rest in peace. Again, a fantastic, a fantastic cast, and. I can't imagine how how much hate that sitcom must have got initially because of displaying a multiracial family, displaying a multiracial family. Like the whole thing is like, like that's there's sort of many sort of groundbreaking things. So many. The boys were like mother passed away. Was the like um, housekeeper, hence the reason why he adopted them into his house mm. and like took him out of like took him out of the ghetto and brought him like took him to like Fifth Avenue. I can't exactly where the address was and like showing them a different world uh, and basically having those sort of different worldviews come together and like yeah. 
forming uh, new ways. And like basically when you sort of looked at the later ship, like when it moved on, when like Mr. Drummond found love and he married this sort of down home uh, sort of tech, I think she was Texan, but she, you know, like I think she was Southern. Yeah, she was Southern, yeah. And, yeah, uh, with her little boy, I think. His name was Sam, I can't remember, but yeah. Uh, and it was like, yes, introducing that. And when they were like, as soon as I going, yeah, you guys are like, kids are all spoiled. And this was like a good few years in. And you can, uh, you kind of went, wait a second, but they came from the get, but oh, you can, you're right. They are hmm. spoiled because they've changed and they acknowledge their change from, yeah, we, like, yeah, we used to live in the ghetto and stuff, but now we've adapted, we've changed, and this is our environment now. And she was like, yeah. And she was the episode where she got them to sort of live off the sort of wage of one of his employees mm. in, a fact, in his factory. And like, so Mr. John had to go in and like work uh, as a normal employee. And like, I remember him, like, I remember this episode very well for reason he hit on a foreman who happened to be a woman <laughs> and like, it was like yeah because they had guys who together doing little bits of sexist bands mm-hmm. back then so but the actual the actual te- like the thing about the show was great but it was kind of like Okay, this is a story. Two, this is a story of two halves. The TV show, fine, great, everything like this. But the realm of darkness, what could be actually opened up on the cast members and what happened to them? Mm. You can like, uh, oh my god! Like you could say the show was cursed in some way because look, if you start with like Gary Coleman. Uh, yeah, he was like making a grand an episode in 1980s money, 1970s to 80s money, 80 grand. If you put that, increase that for inflation today, God no, I don't even know how much that would be. But he would be one of the top earners for a TV, like TV shows right off the bat. And it was like, right, he had making all that money like you should say his life should be set look the guy kept doing like special guest appearances on buck rogers <laughs> like i was like loved it I was like yeah I was like yeah it's like and you were like i should be set but his parents came into play and they ripped him off to such a point he ended up being a security guard and like yeah he and like all of his fame was gone, his wealth was gone, and like basically working as a security guard, and he was just eking out a sort of living, and he was like becoming into it a little bit more, and his star started to rise, and then he sadly passed away, mm. and it was like, oh, like uh, yeah, and when you go with like Todd Bridges, <laughs> look, look, okay, look, it does the irony of that whole thing with the whole just say no and everything like this mm. and like yeah he ended up being busted drug dealing so it's like <laughs> you're like going right you kind of go oh my god and like you're like oh what the hell and like you're kind of like yeah he's still around doing like doing his thing but the last thing i heard about him 
when he was sort of saying disparaging things after like Robin Williams passed away. And like, he was like, it was just like, yeah, tweet here, tweet there. And it was not the world's best tweets. And you're like going, come on now, beloved actor, like, you know what I mean? And you don't need to, look, if like, don't be taking this into a personal light. And like, if Robin, you just need to keep your mouth shut. And like, yeah, and he did that, but he didn't. No. And then, uh, uh, Danny, I believe her name was Danny Plato, the daughter. That's the one, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. And like, this is the thing. She were, like, I got to say, like, if she was around today, like, the stuff, like, yeah, I can't remember if it was a, like, pregnancy or something like that. She kind of went off the rails in the sort of first free season and like the way, okay, uh, you can't work on the show anymore. And she went off to Europe to <laughs> like study. And then that's, I think that's when they brought in young Sammy because like, yeah, uh, Gary Coleman looked a little bit older, but he wasn't mm-hmm. older, if you get what I mean, but they still yeah. want to have that cute kid in the frame. <laughs> she went off and then basically, um, if I remember right, this rightly, um, like she, like while she was in the kind of wilderness and everything like this, she posed for Playboy. Like did a few nudes and like this, and it was like, yeah. And it was just like, bam. Like the Hollywood machine tore her down. Mm. And like, you know, um, if it was today, doing a few nudes for Playboy with OnlyFans and like, you know what I mean, Kardashians and Hiltons mm. doing sex tapes and stuff mm. like this, mm. she would have been fine. She mm. would have been like, people would be talking to her about her in like, yeah, epic tones. And she just, the whole Hollywood like system just deserted her mm. uh, to the point where like, yeah, she, I believe, I might be wrong about this. I'm not. I can't remember if she just passed or if she took her own life. I believe. I believe, I believe she's. I. I believe she took her own life. Um, I think that's yeah. what. I think that's what's happened. That's from what I remember. Vaguely, he- I remember vaguely hearing, um, yeah. because through I think it was in a Gary Coleman interview, he said that even though he misses her, or missed her a bit, like. He said that at least now there's no chance of a different strokes reunion. Mm. Like, like it was just like, ah, oh. so it's like tragic. And like, mm. you know what I mean? The rest of the cast and everything like this, I don't know. But like, it was just like, no, I don't know. But like, for when it was the three main kids, mm. it was just like, oh my God. That's like different strokes was that cautionary tale. You're a kid in Hollywood, look at different strokes and uh, yeah, stay like stay well clear. But, you know, it just was mental. Was something which was so like something I like loved so much as a kid. When you kind of look at it back, what like out of the show, what happened to all of those guys, the three guys? You kind of like a uh, right, wow, and uh, you just got Top Bridges by himself now. Hello. Okay. Sorry, mate. I'm like, there yeah. you are. 
Yeah, my internet cut out, man. Sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's been really spotty today for some reason. No problem. No problem at all. Yes. Uh, we got you back. That's one thing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Oh. quick, quick. Can you hear me? Yes. Excellent. Okay. Um, just to kind of okay, wrap I'm it up. On. Yeah. Okay. Good. Um, just to kind of wrap it up, if you could remake different strokes in any way, how would you do it? Strokes in any way. Hmm. Now, I think that would be very difficult to do because it is one of those things, it's a show very much of its time. Um, hence the reason why you kind of don't see it coming around again and again and again. Like it's not, I would say it was great when it was on and it broke a lot of barriers down. And I would say it needs to be kind of left alone as that sort of crown in the jewel moment. Um, so I just don't, I don't actually see it that way. And there's been sort of so many sort of little iterations of other shows. I, um, they might, if they did remake it, they might decide to make it as a drama. But I think it's a case of um, the comedy aspect, especially uh, with sort of today's sort of political climate. I, I'm not too <laughs> sure they could do it. No, like because look, um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, that's coming to an end at the end of this season. Because let's be like they one of the sort of reasons why they sort of sounding out is uh, making like making cops funny in this sort of like political charged environment, especially what happened with in 2020 mm. as well. They like the producers like can't really do it anymore. And I don't think and like it's Brooklyn Nine-Nine, same thing, I think. At the time, not unless if there's a sort of dramatic shift, it won't be able to do that again in the future for quite some time. So I think Different Strokes lives in that place. Of the time, it hit the right notes. Of mm. the time, it made all the right moves. Of that time. And I think with regards to a show, it would, I just think, the subject matter right now is so charged and is like so can be taken out of context with regards to today's environment. I don't think you, you might be able to get away with one, two episodes before like you get the baying mob want it to be cancelled or it doesn't like or it doesn't address this like particular this like oh, that person, you're having a person which comes from a unicorn llama creature, blah, 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 from the Black Lagoon, and don't actually match up to that. You gotta go, right. So I think it's just, as much as I would like to go, yeah, you could do it. I don't think you can. Mm. I honestly don't think you can. I think it will just be too difficult, mm. too painful, and for any sort of studio, they wouldn't want to take the risk. 
uh, to do it. I, I think this is one of the things with today's like sort of like woke cancel culture, which is going on. Today, uh, time it's going to be very bland. The sort of real questions sometimes society needs to actually face or answer will not get addressed because it has to live in this sort of bland, blah world, which we don't live in a bland, blah world. We live in a world which is filled with lots of fantastic people. You can't speak freely on certain things and certain issues you're not going to be able to grow or make this world a better place. Mm. So yeah, I felt like, yeah, different strokes. I don't think it can be done. And I'm not saying this to be a negative Nancy, it's just where we are right now. Yeah. That's sad. Yeah, it is. But I completely agree with you. It's one of those shows where it was very much of its time. And because of the type of things that it did address, it would anger too many people. And I think, the studios wouldn't, like you said, the studios wouldn't be it well, wouldn't see it as a financially financially viable option. So yeah, completely agree with you. Um, so to wrap this whole thing up, man, um, where can people find you on the internet, on social media and stuff? Like people can find me. Webs. Uh, yeah, you can find me uh, on my podcast. Uh, Day Out podcast. Uh, you can also find the website, uh, which is uh, mui23.com. Uh, dot, uh, mui so that's M U U I 23.com. And I'll have links to like my Instagram, which is mui23. Um, you can also find me on TikTok, of all things, <laughs> mui23. So yeah, uh, anywhere you want to find me, you should be able to find me. Yeah. Right, what it's been an absolute pleasure, man. Sorry about the internet connection, but it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. And and I'll let you know when this comes out. Awesome, awesome, Carl. Thank you for having me on today. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. And yeah, um, yeah, I look forward to chatting to you in the near future as well. Well, do, man. All right, man. All right, take it easy. Bye. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, the dot.